This is The Odds Couple, presented by PropSwap.com, where America buys and sells sports bets. The Odds Couple, with Chicago radio legend Mike North and midday host Carmen DeFalco on ESPN 1000. Welcome in to The Odds Couple. Odds Couple are presented by PropSwap. And no, that's not the voice of Carmen DeFalco. It is the producer of the show, Randy Merkin, who is filling in for Carmen this week. Carmen on vacation. And it's a pleasure to fill in. And I'm joined by Mike North. Mike, how are you? What's going on, Randy? Good to talk to you. I'll tell you what, it's been a great week. It's going to be a great night. I mean, when you can play golf four times a week. I just got... My Sylvie T-shirts in, you know. I'm working with you today as Carmen is having a nice, well-deserved vacation. You know, I, the only thing I got to do is get better at winning at golf. I mean, it's an impossible thing. You're one of the few people I know that have actually won at golf. It's just crazy. But, hey, at least it's something to do. Right, Mike. You know, you win a lot more than you lose if you bet golf. and Really? Even, even trying to bet top fives, top tens, right. top 20s, you know, uh-huh. it's... You know, because when it comes to that Sunday, it's crazy how how things how quickly things change, and you think you have someone for top five, and then someone goes low in the final couple holes, and and you and you lose out on that as well. But before we get further, Mike, I want yes. to give you a shout out because uh, you posted on Twitter yesterday, and we and we spoke a couple weeks ago. I think it was off the air, right? About you said, hey, listen, I want to you know I want to contribute, I want to mm-hmm. buy some Sylvie T shirts. What's the best way to do it? I said, just go on Obvious Shirts and buy some, and. You told me they were ordered, and you got them, I think, was it yesterday or a couple days ago? I got them a few days ago. I said, you know what? I don't have time to do and present it the way it should because it's for a great cause. It's for Sylvie. It's for the V Foundation. Great T-shirts, by the way. I played golf in the T-shirt, the Sylvie Strong T-shirt. Isn't it a great T-shirt? Yeah. Yeah, It doesn't even sweat through. I mean, you sweat when because it's been humid and stuff, but what's crazy, you don't get soaked in this T-shirt. Good material. Unbelievable. Well, I, I just wanted to give you a shout out because I know you just didn't buy a couple. You bought a lot. That's um, okay. It's obviously causing. Uh, it's a great cause supporting our guy Sylvia, yep. who is battling cancer right now, and he's doing a great job. And we're all with him. Uh, ObviousShirts.com is where you can buy the t-shirts. Uh, thanks for doing that, Mike. That meant no a lot. No problem. Sylvie's the best, and the station is great. And uh, you know what? Great people at the station. I've gotten to know a lot of them if not all of them, and uh, you know what? Everybody's pushing in the right direction. And for Sylvie, you got to stick up and stand up for a teammate. And this job, folks, if if, you know, everybody thinks this job's easy, I'm going to be the first to tell you this. It's not an easy job, okay, with a clear mind. So I've worked this job with a clear mind. (laughs) That's a great point. And as people know, I've worked this job at times with not so clear a mind, you know, when there's things going on in your life. And just like anything else, and Sylvie's got that hanging over his head. He's got a, a family. And on top of that, he's entertaining. So, you know what? I love a guy that comes to play. Mike, you know, you brought up golf, and we'll get to that because yeah. there, there's some uh, golf I want to talk to you about. But um, let, let's start off with, I think the news was made yesterday. The Big mm-hmm. Ten came out and said that they're only going to play conference games this year, yeah. and it looks like the ACC is going to follow suit with that as well. And my, my first question to you, were you surprised when you heard that news yesterday? Yeah, I mean, you know what? You know, the losers here are the other conferences. They are the, the Power Five conferences are going to be okay, Rand. They're going to be fine. 
It, it was the small schools. You know, I heard people today saying, well, this big matchup's going to be uh, called off. That big matchup, Washington versus Wisconsin, is going to be called off. Hey, wait a minute. It was the little schools, like the Prairie States and other kids. Well, you know, schools. B- B- yeah. Bowling Green, I saw, is going to lose over potentially over $2 million. Absolutely. I mean, you know, all the small schools that play like the Alabamas, you know, people laugh. I laugh at Alabama's non-conference schedule, but the fact of the matter is, by playing Alabama, these small schools, I mean, they just reached their budget right off the bat. So, number one, I'm mad about that. I'm sorry about that. Number two, is there one risk taker, taker in this whole country that runs any organization right now? Is there any risk takers? Because I'm going to tell you something. It's going to stay with us forever, folks, unless there's a vaccine, okay? It's going to be here, and you can't keep opening and shutting. And, 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 and I don't really believe yet, until I see it, there's going to be any major sports. Do you? I mean, until I see it. I'm not talking about intra-squad games or, you know, I'm talking about major sports. Even the football rules are sounding crazy right now with this COVID. No, I, I agree with you. And, uh, you know, I, yesterday when, when I heard the news, I, I guess I wasn't surprised. And, you know, Mike, a, cu- a couple things I thought of right away is right. that, uh, you know, that probably with what the Big Ten did yesterday and what ah. the ACC is probably going to do. The SEC, I haven't heard anything yet, you know, what they're doing, but that's probably going to eliminate bowl games, right? Or a lot of bowl games. Yeah, gonna, absolutely. You know, which you- is a gambler's paradise at the end of the year, right? I mean, you, you have like some days you have five games you can bet on. And most likely, I would say half, a lot of those games are going to be gone. Maybe it's just you play the college football playoff. I, I don't know how it's all going to work out because, you know, other conferences might play more games than the Big Ten and, and the ACC. But uh, that's the first thing I thought of is, wow, you know, bowl games are probably gone this year. Yeah, and you know what? Alabama and all these other schools are actually going to have to play a halfway decent schedule now because they're not going to have the patsies. I'm not just picking on Alabama. I'm talking about anybody that muscles up against small schools and uses it in, in their rankings, which uh, SEC schools, I've always complained, have done, but other conferences have done the same thing. I just, I, I look, somebody's got to stand up and go, look, we're going to either play the whole schedule or no schedule at all. Somebody's got to take the lead. COVID's not going away. And I really, uh, you know, even with the gambling world right now, I've never seen the gambling world from handicappers like us uh, all the way to people so befuddled about what's not going to go on, what is going to go on, when are we going to play, are they going to play, is the schedule going to be just non-conference or is it going to be conference? It's crazy. You know, and another thing I thought of, Mike, right away was uh, because, you know, being a Wisconsin grad, I was really right. looking forward to the Wisconsin-Notre Dame game this year, and that's canceled. And That was in Ireland, right? No, that Wisconsin-Notre Dame, I believe, was going to be at Lambeau oh, Field. at Lambeau Field, right. that's right. Na- a- Navy, Navy Navy-Notre Dame was going to play. Navy-Notre Dame, right. that's that, right. They're hopefully going to play uh, just here in Annapolis, right. I believe. But right. my, my question to you is, you know, Notre Dame is not – they're in an, a basketball conference for the ACC, but they're not in a football conference. I know, I, I think I read a quote yesterday, the ACC right. potentially could bring them in for this year, this year alone, but what, what ha- I mean, a college football season without Notre Dame is not a college football season, so what happens with Notre Dame? Well, Notre Dame's an independent, and they've always thought they were independent, and now they're going to need the ACC to help build their schedule up. I think that's fine. Look, if you don't have Notre Dame, that's 
look, Notre Dame's going to play. I believe if there's college football, everybody is going to play. But you're right. The independents now have gotten bitten in the rear end. They really have. They never dreamt that anything like this was ever going to happen. Look at Stanford. Stanford has dropped 11 sports, okay, the non-revenue sports. You know why? Because they never thought something like this was happening. And that's what? They don't have an emergency fund to keep those sports going because they went year by year. They're not going to get rid of football, not going to get rid of some other sports. But, you know, the, the sports like fencing, Randy, and other things, they're gone. Right, right. I saw men's volleyball is even gone, and Stanford used to be very good at men's volleyball. I, Absolutely. I, I, so, Mike, uh, here's a gambling question for you yeah. then. Uh, how do you bet, for instance, on the Heisman right now? Say, say you're, you want to jump in, you want to bet the Heisman, and mm-hmm. like, you don't know how many games a team is going to play, right? Um, I mean, right now the, the, the favorite is Trevor Lawrence, and right behind him is Justin Fields from Ohio State. So, you know, those are two schools, those are two teams from conferences that are going to only probably play conference this year. So do you go with a team you think might play more games, or, or are you still betting it the same way? So, uh, Trevor Lawrence is the favorite. You've got to bet it the same way, Randy. You bet it the same way? You've got to bet it the same way. Look, Trevor Lawrence, I believe, is going to be good whether he plays seven games or whether he plays ten games. Uh, they're going to make their adjustments with the lines uh, as as follows. But you know what? You got to bet like there's going to be a season. As long as it's on the board, you got to play it. And I think you got to still stay with the favorites. I think the same holds true for uh, Major League Baseball. I think the favorites, everybody I keep hearing, including Luke Pergande, maybe I'll ask Luke this. What is your rationale for saying this is the year of the underdog because there's less games? To me, you know what? I'd want more games to, to try to catch a team that's really, really good because more games might wear that team out, might get injuries and other things. 60 games, I think most teams, even in this era of injury, might be able to escape that except if COVID hits one of their major players. And then the betting lines and everybody that has uh, futures, uh, that's going to be up in the air. Can you imagine Mike Trout being out for two weeks? Crazy. During a pennant run? Crazy. Come on. It, that that's equivalent of like almost like two months, right? In right, a regular right. season. Because you're only six, you only you only have sixty games. Uh so Mike, the Big Ten, I was just looking here at the odds to win the most games in the Big right. Ten. And you know, usually uh Ohio State will have one decent game they play before they start the Big Ten conference. Michigan usually has one. Wisconsin this year was gonna play Notre Dame, which is obviously right. a huge game. So so how do you take that in effect if you're gambling on betting on who's gonna have the most wins? Because so you just basically bank on whoever's going to come out is going to come out hot. These Ohio, sometimes teams need these games to get ready for a conference oh, season. There's no doubt. I mean, there's some teams that uh, escape. I mean, how many times have you seen non-conference teams, you know, not actually win, but scare the bejesus right. out of a team that is ranked? Okay, or or maybe that affects that team for a couple more weeks by taking those games out. Now you got to take a look at the history, the trends. Does Wisconsin start the Big Ten fast? Does Michigan? I mean, Michigan. It seems like is more than ever. Michigan, Ohio State this year will probably be the most important Michigan, Ohio State of all time, right? Because of the short schedule yep. period. Yep. 
All right, when we come back, we're going to bring in our guy Luke Pergandy, and then Ooh, we're going to get into some no. little some golf odds as well. Oh, love golf. Back in the odds couple right after this. This is the odds couple on ESPN 1000. You're listening to The Odds Couple, Friday nights at 6, with a replay Saturday morning at 8 on ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. Welcome back to The Odds Couple, presented by PropSwap, and it's our pleasure to bring in from PropSwap, Luke Pergandy. Luke, how are you? Good, Randy. How are you? Uh, I'm doing well, and Luke, uh, obviously things are busy, sports are coming back. What is hot right now with PropSwap? Yeah, uh, we continue to just sell tons of Blackhawks tickets. I think we sell five Blackhawks tickets a day. Um, I'd say the average odds have been 65 to 1. Um, I would be very confident that if you bet with your local bookie in Chicago, you're probably not going to get better <laughs> than 50 to 1. Uh-huh. Um, so that's been a great deal. For Chicagoans, um, just sold a giant, uh, my local team out here, a Philadelphia Flyers ticket this morning for $500 at uh, odds of 8-1. to one. So uh, that's just about market. Uh, but for someone to, to plot $500 down, it's pretty cool. Um, going into basketball, uh, the Miami Heat have been a really trendy team on props up uh, at odds of around 35-1. to one. They're average odds in a bookie are probably around 30 to 1, so there's some value there. Um, Denver Nuggets have been really hot on props up, so yeah, it's been a very busy week. I've been, you can kind of sense that people are getting back into the swing of things on sports betting. Yeah, well, you know what, the, the NCAA threw a curve, or the Big Ten did, uh, you know, how about the futures bet now for victories and stuff like that when it comes to these uh, conferences and when it comes to teams like Michigan, Michigan State, Ohio State, in light of now, I mean, there's no risk takers out there, Luke. Everybody follows the leader. You've seen the Big Ten do this now with non-conference games being called off, ACC. Are you expecting the others to follow, and what's it doing to those future tickets? Yeah, yeah. So collegiate sports, I have, I have very little faith that collegiate sports happen this fall potentially not even in the spring. I just don't see how you kind of force all this down the campus. Um, so, yeah, unfortunately, um, I would not advise buying betting, whether with us or someone else mm-hmm. on college sports. It just seems like that's going to be a refund. Uh, so it's that's unfortunate. I, I think professional football will go. I think the NBA will go. Um, MLB, I'm kind of on the fence on just because of all the travel. But, yeah. Collegiate sports and stuff. You're, you're basically just going to get a refund on whatever you buy for, you know, college basketball, for example. We're visiting with Luke Pergandy from PropSwap. And, Luke, I have to ask you before I ask you about golf this week, uh, was there a big spike on Bryson tickets? Because he wasn't in the league going, he was only three off the lead, but he, was, uh, he wasn't in the league going into Sunday when Matthew Wolf had the lead. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We sold last week, we sold a ton of tickets on Bryson. We always sell a ton of tickets on him. He's a really trendy pick. Uh, I think the largest one we sold was probably four hundred dollars at odds of two to one. So turned four hundred into twelve hundred. That was a nice winner last weekend. Um, we sold uh, tickets on him to win the Masters, which of course doesn't happen until November. But he's now the odds-on favorite to win the Masters. It seems like he's kind of like the new Moneyball golfer, just bomb it down the fairway, 
maybe give up a few strokes on the green, but as long as you can make it up on the on the tee, then uh, uh, it seems like that's his that's his new model. And and what is hot this week? Uh, the work day is going on, and there's uh, obviously it's a great field this week. Bryson actually isn't playing for once. It's first first tournament he hasn't played since the return of golf. Uh, what what has been like the, the hot the hot guy so far? Yeah, sold a ton of Morikawa. Uh, obviously, as of tonight, he's in the lead. Um, we've sold Justin Thomas. We've sold a bunch of Brooks Kepka. And remember, with Prosov, like you can buy these guys on Thursday, and then as soon as they make the cut on Saturday, you can sell it. So a lot of guys are taking advantage of that, where they'll bet on you know a Ricky Fowler who just doesn't really have a good reputation for finishing well. Get him at twenty to one on Thursday, and then if he's doing well on Saturday, flip it for you know three times what you paid for it. So you bet a hundred, you can sell it for three hundred. Um, so you know that that's the difference with Propstop is that if you make your bet with your bookie or you know offshore, like you can't sell that back. Uh, but with Propstop, you can take advantage when these guys are are hot on Saturday or even Sunday morning. That that that's huge, and and I have to ask you, Luke, about a guy who's going to finally play his first tournament next week, Tiger Woods. How much has he moved the needle for you guys? He'll probably be if not the favorite; he'll be one of the top two or three favorites. Yeah, no, he'll for sure be top three. Um, yeah, we always sell tickets on Tiger. Any public team, you know, Tiger Woods, New England Patriots, LA Lakers, Chicago Cubs, Chicago Blackhawks, Philadelphia Flyers, like any really public guys or public teams, we always sell tickets If on he them. was in a wheelchair, he'd be a favorite. That's right. That's exactly Period. We'd, we'd still sell tickets on Tiger. And what do wheelchair. I do? What do I do last week? I bet the kid that hurt the ice cream truck. And then I get killed on <laughs> Sunday. Forget about it. <laughs> Matthew Wolf. I don't want to hear about yeah. him. Hey, yeah, I know. Hey, Luke, know. thanks for coming on. And thanks, by the way, I, I wasn't here last week. Congratulations on five years. Awesome for you guys. Thank you. I appreciate that, Randy. Have a good weekend, Mike. Okay, All right, we'll buddy. talk to you next week, Luke. Bye. Yeah. I never want to hear that Matthew Wolf's name again. You know, and kid was plus one twenty-five. I put a, I put a couple. You know, I'm not going to say a couple shekels down. He, I should have known the day before when he said I got relaxed by the ice cream bells. Mike, Crazy. Mike, let me give you a little tip. And, and yeah. it, it usually it works. I do need some tips for golf. I'll be the first to say I can handicap football, baseball, basketball, hockey. I'm I'm great at hockey, but this golf thing, give me a tip. So. Matthew Wolf went very low on Saturday. I don't know what he shot, but it was 62, 63. So it was, he had a great round. But he had a good three rounds. But, it wasn't like he was a goof. No, no, I agree. But what, But it's really tough to replicate yep. a great round. I don't know why. And, you, you know, I've talked, I've heard golfers talk about it. And sometimes it works. Sometimes the next day they come out and shoot, you know, a 65 and win the tournament. But if for you're some, a superstar like right. Kepka or uh, DeChambeau now right. or Rory. But for some reason, and you know, and and the only problem was Bryson DeChambeau was three off the lead, and he was only plus two fifty, and that's just that's just not great odds, you know, right. for a guy who's three strokes off I the saw. lead. Yeah, so it was it was tough to say. Well, let's put you know a hundred on DeChambeau. You only went you're only winning two fifty back. So, but it's it's just the strangest thing, and I, I I've seen it many times where Kids golfers talking go about low. ice cream bells. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what, come on. I mean, look, look, you're going against the best. And you know what? You're right. This DeChambeau changes everything right now with the length, you know, and everything else. I mean, he he's bombing the ball. I've never seen anything like it. All right, Mike. So so uh, Luke brought up just for a second the, yeah. that Bryson now is – he's not – a couple of different places. A couple of places he actually is the favorite now um, uh, to, to, win the Mas- so. to win the Masters. And a couple okay. of places I've seen Rory is plus 650. 
Okay, and then there's a bunch at 12 to 1, like Justin Thomas, John Rahm, Kepka, Tiger, and Bryson. So, you know, going into the Masters, which is not until November, but people love the Masters and Absolutely. love betting the Masters, would, would you would you put a lot of money right now on Bryson, who seems to be, you know, the flavor of the month? No, and I'll tell you why. I think I like the softer hitters, not the long drivers on the Masters course. I was stationed at Fort Gordon, Georgia. I never got it, got inside uh, 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 Augusta. They had a huge fence all the way around it, but I'm a big fan, and I've always known, look, DeChambeau is a power man, and I think, you know what, it's built for power. They've tried to lengthen math, Augusta. They've tried to make it tougher, and all Tiger did was dominate even more. But for him, I still think he needs work on his irons. He overcame it this week. I would go with somebody like Justin Rose. I would go with Rory, and I'm not a big fan of Rory's because sometimes he disappears. But I'm not ready I think DeChambeau's a top-five guy any tournament he's in, but I'm not ready to give him the Masters yet. Okay, so... That, would that's, you? No, um, I will say, though, that, you know, you, you brought up a good point. You know, the, you know, like, sometimes it's the guys like the Zach Johnsons. Absolutely. Know, and Trevor Immelman, who we had on the golf club. Look week. at Bubba Watson. Well, Bubba I, Watson can, can bomb it, though. He but, can bomb it, but he's also got a game conducive with the, the, right. the way he just plays. He's, he's a gambling man. Right. But, and he can use his irons real well. But I will say, on that course, if you can hit it far, you 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 have an advantage on oh, yeah. four or five holes, you know, and and that you know that you know the distance does make a difference. Now Tiger doesn't bomb it like these guys anymore. I mean, you know, he's Tiger last year knew that course, knew on the par three on the twelfth hole. Hey, you know what? Let's let's hit it to the left and let's take our par and go to the next hole, and a couple other guys like Molinari and Kepka yeah. went at the pin and hit it in the water. So, Well, Tiger's a great recoverer. Right. And I don't know about DeChambeau. It's all good when you're hitting at that length, as you know, straight. Right. But at Augusta, if you're not hitting straight, now you got to start playing a finesse game sometimes. Can't always go with the power. Of course, your power is always, I mean, he's using what? Pitching wedges for what, 160 yards it's, right now? He, it's crazy. It's amazing. It's, it's amazing. crazy. All right, Mike, before we before we break, yeah. uh, one of my favorite tournaments, golf tournaments, is going on this weekend. It's the American Century Celebrity Championship. <laughs> I and, loved it. I was at it once. Were you really? I covered it, and it was a rain out. I ended up getting hammered with McMahon, George Brett, and I believe his name is Bruce McDill, who played Animal right. in Animal House. Right. Uh, God, it was the greatest time of my life. <laughs> so I can imagine. I've always wanted to go to it. I have never been oh, able to go so far. Oh, my God. But this, this, uh, the last five years, it's been won by two people. Mark Mulder, uh-huh. former, the former pitcher for the A's Is Rick Roden still around? Rick Roden is not still around. Oh, sorry. So, what happened to Rick Roden? I don't know, but he did win in a lot. You're right. He was great. He just did some, I'm going to have to do some investigative reports. Uh, Mark Mulder won it three times in a row. Right. In the last two years, it's f- former Dallas Cowboys quarterback and now CBS NFL oh. analyst Tony Romo has won it. So, so Mike, I give you the odds. Here are some of the guys who are favorites. Tony Romo's even odds. Yeah. Mulder's plus 260. Marty Fitch, who's a great golfer, former tennis player. Plus 750. Now, here's an interesting one. John Smoltz, when he, I read an article, he came to the tournament, looked on the board, and he was 30 to 1. He went running and put money on himself. He's now down to plus 850. And the other, I love a guy that bets on himself. I'll take Smoltz. And you're going to take Smoltz? Absolutely. Okay. 
Now, Tony Romo's won it the last two years, but you, you, I, have... you know what? Seven, he got he already won the tournament, seventeen million. Yeah, uh, two, that's that's to, a good point. I mean, I mean, to me, to be, I, I don't know who who gave him that deal, and I want to congratulate anybody that makes that kind of money. Uh, but but I I, I think an, a drug and alcohol test should be given to the person who gave him that deal. Period. All right. So my my Mike likes John Smoltz at plus eight fifty right Smoltz. now, even though he started off at thirty to one. Up next on the odds couple, a guy in Kansas City just got a whole lot of money. How does that affect the odds? of his team he plays for. We'll discuss that next on The Odds Couple. This is The Odds Couple on ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. This is The Odds Couple with Mike North and Carmen DeFalco on ESPN 1000. We're streaming on the all-new ESPN Chicago app. Welcome back to the Odds Couple, presented by PropSwap. I'm Randy Merkin, filling in for the great Carmen DeFalco, and always joined by the great Mike North. Mike, uh, we're, let's get back to some of the action. I, I teased that Patrick Mahomes got a whole lot of money, uh-huh. got, and that, deservedly so. Would you not agree? Oh, absolutely. I love the guy. He came through. Look, he won with Andy Reid as his, as his coach, who, and Andy's a great coach, taking nothing away. He could never get over the hump. This guy here... Uh, is a special player. I don't know how many Super Bowls he'll win. I mean, I thought the 85 Bears were going to win three. You know, I thought other teams were going to do better than they've done in the past. So uh, you got to have health and everything else, but he's deserved. Okay, so Mike, w- with that, yeah. uh, you know, usually when a guy gets paid, sometimes the first year is kind of difficult because they're trying to live up right to that contract or trying to prove they were worth that contract. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Would you... Would you still bet the Kansas, the Kansas City Chiefs right now are the favorite? They're six to one to win the Super Bowl. Would you still feel comfortable betting the Kansas City Chiefs? Absolutely, absolutely. Mahomes is a difference maker. I know that he is going to have his bad games. I remember last year he had a, a couple games where he didn't get going. But you can't stop the guy for four quarters. That's the deal with him. He's going to sooner or later figure it out. I mean, he, nobody. Uh, I don't think gives him a lot of credit for his intelligence of play and not making uh, key mistakes and and just making everybody around him better, and that's what he does. So six to one is a a great price. I mean, to put a hundred down to win six hundred on Kansas City, um, you know, like I've said, I'd I'd like to see I'd like to see him do it. I don't see a whole lot of teams in his way. I really don't. You don't. So, you know, the Baltimore Ravens last year, they're the second favorite right now, Mike, at, at six and a half to one. Right. Uh, you know, they were just a dominant team. They were a juggernaut down the stretch. And then, you know, they had that game, which they had the year before. They weren't great the year before when they lost to the Chargers in the playoffs. But last year, the Titans came in and kind of ran it down their throat, surprised them and beat them. So, Got beat at home twice. Right. And Lamar Jackson's been the quarterback for both those games. You don't think there's any sort of motivation maybe for the Ravens? To, to jump in there and, and prove that last year was kind of a fluke and that they, maybe they overlooked the Titans? No. I just tell you, I like Lamar Jackson, first of all. I like him, but he's not on Mahomes' level. And I said the other day, I said the other day that Lamar uh, is a good football player. He's even a great football player. But I believe uh, the Chiefs would ask for Lamar plus three first-round picks, future picks. For for uh, Mahomes, I think hmm. Mahomes is that much better, and I believe if you give the Raven fans 
If you gave the Raven fans the choice of the two, I believe Mahomes wins. Yeah. By the Ravens fans. Yep. yep. I think you're probably right. Uh, and, you know, listen, Mahomes did not have a great Super Bowl last year, but no. you know, clearly he was in the playoff games leading up to that. He was terrific. So, Mike, the NFC North um, is going to be an interesting division this year. We don't Who knows what's going to happen? The Bears right. last year had won the division, and they were, they were not great. Um, they seem to be refocused. They've got a quarterback controversy. We don't know if we're going to have any preseason games, yeah. which is going to be huge for the Bears because they need to figure out, is it Foles or is it Trubisky? Oh. The Bears right now are plus 375 to win the NFC North. Are you confident in the Bears at plus 375, or would you take a pass on that? I would, I would just put some small change on them, and I'll tell you why. I'm big on Mitch. And I'm not a Mitch Trubisky fan. I wanted Watson. I didn't even have Mahomes in the conversation, so I'm not going to play hero there. But I am befuddled. I don't think Vegas is befuddled. Mitch is minus 140 to be the starter. Vegas knows. Uh, Foles, I think, is going to be our Mariano Rivera or our Riley Fingers type of guy. Uh, I think that Nagy's going to have to prove that if Mitch is having a bad game, you can pull him at halftime and put somebody in now. Although I thought they could have done that last year a couple times with Chase Daniels. So uh, I'm, I'm, I'm betting on Mitch, and I think you put some small change on them to win the division. And, 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 and you're right. The quarterback, this is a great point you made. Of all teams that needed preseason, it's the Chicago Bears. Right, absolutely. And, you know, in the past, Matt Nagy, the last couple of years, has been criticized because he didn't, want to play, he didn't want to play anyone in the preseason. Now he came in this year and said, yep, we're going to play everyone. And at most, Mike, I think there'll be two preseason games. Most likely, they probably won't have any preseason games. And that's going to be really difficult for the Bears to figure things out. Because who knows, Mike? As you mentioned before, like, you know, everything's changing every day with, with what's going on with COVID. How, we don't know the landscape of a training camp, right? We no. don't know, I mean, how, how it's going to work out. Ditka would have had training camp anyway. <laughs> Ditka would have. Everybody else would be in hospital wards or getting oxygen and getting their temperatures taken. Ditka, they'd be in lacrosse. You know what I mean? Yep. Uh, that's just the way I feel about it. I, I really think this is so big that what you brought up for Mitch Trubisky, because if I'm a coach and I, and all of a sudden I'm faced with no preseason games, Rand, I'm sorry. You got to go with last year's cook. Right. Okay. At least for the first game until you have it practices under your belt. You just, and by the way, Mitch Trubisky, I like the bears, whoever they play, I forget in the first game because he's been working out. Not that other people haven't, but he's, I heard been looking pretty good. In the workouts with the skill position players, right, and that's you know he, I guess he has a slight advantage there because Nick absolutely, is and he's been working. And he knows these guys. Obviously, he's played it from the last couple of years. You can't bring in the new substitute teacher on the first day. And you know, you know here, here's a question I have for you, Mike, because every year it seems like you know when a team is down the year before they come back and have a great season. The Packers yeah. last year won 13 games. Aaron Rodgers was great, but it was kind of a weird team. Everyone was saying, ah, they were overrated. They got a lot of breaks their way. Uh, they're right now them the Vikings and the Packers are yeah. both plus one sixty five and the Lions are plus six hundred. Um, you know, is who is the best bet of those four to win? I the think NFC the Lions. Race? Really, nobody thinks they could do it. So why wouldn't you put a hundred down? Yeah. Here, look, you could you could put a hundred down. Look, it's for people. Look, best value, right, Mike? Best value. I mean, they. It's not like their quarterback's a bum. 
If the Chicago Bears announced today we had Matthew Stafford, I'd be thrilled. Okay? I And I know he hasn't completely gotten the job done, but he's never even had what the Bears have for talent on his offense, except for what? Uh, Calvin, Calvin Johnson. Johnson. That's it. So uh, I think with no preseason, I think you get bring it. You you have a quarterback that's seasoned that knows. And and Green Bay, look, look. If you want the easy way, you take Green Bay or you take. I think Minnesota is not going to be there. I think you either you take Green Bay. But if you want to go for big money, you take a flyer on Detroit. Right. No, I, I agree with you. And one other one other division I want to talk to you about, Mike. Okay. A- NFC North. Obviously, Tom Brady's been working out with his teammates, getting ready. Uh-huh. Uh, the Saints are has always been a powerhouse the last couple of years, offensively especially. Uh, they right now are minus 105. The Bucks are plus 140. Do you see a team of those two? Is it just those two? Or can you can you scale down to the Atlanta Falcons, who have been a disappointment in the last couple uh, of years? The last but, couple of decades. Well, but yeah, three years ago, four years ago, <laughs> they, they were in the Super Bowl and should have won. I know. Right. But, plus plus they're seven to one. Would you just go, hey, you know, it's either gonna be seven the Saints to one's or the Bucks. a good price. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. You're that's another good price. Seven to one's a good price. I think the Bucks uh from what if I see plus one forty with Gronkowski and Evans and Brady and he's got his own brand and here I come Bruce Arians, I'm not taking them. You're I don't. Not, you're I, not taking the Bucks. I think. I think there might be uh, a little surprise there. I look at that line. You got Tom Brady and Gronkowski. You got a great team. What are we not seeing here? Why are they plus one forty? Right. Why? Why? Well, I mean, seriously. Right, maybe only because it's all new, right? And the Saints have been together for a long time. Drew Brees and Sean Payton have been together yeah. for years. There you go, man. It's New Orleans. It's Drew Brees. I don't know, you know, about uh, any distractions from the previous uh, comments he's made. I think that's all forgotten when you get on the football field. I think I think New Orleans is the bet in that, in that conference. Okay, before we break, Mike, I, I got to get your thoughts on the MVP since Patrick Mahomes signed the deal. Uh-huh. He is the favorite at 4-1. to one. Lamar Jackson, who dominated the NFL last year, yeah. is 7-1. to one. Russell Until Wilson, the playoffs. Right, until the playoffs. Good point. Right. Russell Wilson, uh, who had a great season. Love kinda, Russell Wilson. Kind of faded a little on the stretch, which yeah. he's done in the past couple years. He's 8.5-1. No to one. Carson Wentz can't stay healthy. He's 14-1. to one. Dak Prescott's 14-1. to one. He's unhealthy. Tom Brady's fourteen to one. Is there? And here's a crazy one: Cam Newton, who hasn't played a down for the Patriots, is fifteen to one. Yeah. Is there someone, Mike, you like? Would you just go with Patrick Mahomes and 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 put a hundred, hundred fifty dollars on four to one? Or yep. is, is there someone you like this year for the MVP that's not on those guys I mentioned? Football owners are notoriously cheap, <laughs> and to give that young man that kind of money, that's Jordan esque, ladies and gentlemen, and I believe. That's what he is. I think he's that good. Uh, you got to worry about injury, but that's the way I'd go. I'd take him. I I think Lamar is 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 a guy that that can do it too. Uh, but I, I I don't believe in him uh, going. I, he's going to have to win the Super Bowl for for me. Although look what he's done with the Ravens. I'm not taking anything away from him. I like him. If he became the Bears' quarterback tomorrow, I'd be thrilled. Um, but I think Mahomes being in that conference is is, is something that you're not going to be able to avoid. Would you would you put a little, just a little money as Carmen always says some couch change? A little couch change, change with Carmen on on Aaron Rodgers who is twenty to one. I mean, what have when have you seen Aaron Rodgers 
twenty to one an MVP odds. He's always number you know one, two, or three. So that's that. I mean, I know he didn't have a great year last year as far as touchdowns go, but would would you would you throw a little on Aaron no. Rodgers? No. I don't like the guy. I really don't. I don't like him. I, I, I just can't. You know, there's something about the guy. I mean, you know, he's thrown teammates under the bus and stuff like that. I'm not a fan of his. Uh, he's only got one Super Bowl win, just like Favre. You know, the greatest Super Bowl quarterback. I mean, think about this. Aaron Rodgers is the third best quarterback in that franchise's history. Bart Starr has two Super Bowls. So um, I'm not a fan, so I wouldn't put. And 20 to 1? For a guy that's praised as much as him, Randy, that's that's a high that's a high number. That I think that's a sucker bet. I really believe that. You, you do, and it's not always the quarterback's fault. Now Green Bay is supposed to, like you said, be favored, but but the quarterback's twenty to one. Something's not jiving here. Something's not jiving. Uh, I didn't know. Maybe it's Green Bay's defense. Maybe it's a shortened field. Maybe he's not going to have the stats that he had, but twenty to one seems awfully high for a, a guy of his caliber. Gotcha. All right, up next we bring in our guy Jimmy Miller. Jimmy, Jimmy Miller from Hawthorne. You got the odds couple, Mike North and Randy Merkin. This is the odds couple with Carmen DeValgo and Mike North on ESPN One Thousand. This is The Odds Couple with Chicago radio legend Mike North and midday host Carmen DeFalco. The Odds Couple on ESPN 1000. Welcome back to The Odds Couple. Randy Merkin in for Carmen DeFalco along with Mike North. And it is our pleasure to bring in Hawthorne Jim. Follow him on Twitter. From Hawthorne Racecourse, it is our guy, Jim Miller. Jimmy! How you doing, Jim? Gentlemen, how are you today? Well, Mike, right. before we get started, Jim and I have uh, been texting a lot because Jim has a son who plays travel baseball. I have a son that plays travel baseball. Oh, so you guys see all the landscape, don't you? You guys go all over the place. We do, and it's it's a great time of year, isn't it, Jim? It is a great time of year, and it's amazing, Mike. Randy and I are probably going to meet up in about three weeks in Arlington Heights for a tournament. So. Yep. It's going to be a clash for the ages. We may have to co- cover that game on the show. That's right. That's right. Or put some odds down, right, Jim? The showdown in Arlington. <laughs> exactly. Let's start marketing it right now. And Jim, <laughs> if you don't follow Jim at Hawthorne Jim, he's a great follow on Twitter. Yeah, he is. Uh, you know, and, and Jim, I, I see sometimes you're tweeting out like at 1130 at night and, and things are still going on. And boy, it's, it's, I mean, it sounds like things are going great for you guys over there. Yeah, and you know what, guys? I mean, really, even though we don't have spectators in the standstill, everybody's been going to the app. It's wager.clubhawthorne.com and placing their wagers through that. And and really, it has worked out nicely because you can make your bets from the comfort of your home. You can watch all the races. You can watch it right there in live action. And, and you're right. We have nights where we're going later. We're after 11 o'clock going up till midnight, and there's not a whole lot of other activity out there. For, but for those that are wanting to get wagers down right now, there's not a whole lot of professional sports horse racing is really what they've turned to and it has it's made for a very successful return for us and it's something that i expect is going to continue for some time now yeah well it's a good thing that you got all that stuff going on because i was thinking of my father the other day and if he had to go through a quarantine like this for about six months there might have been a murder in my house (laughs) 
I mean, you know, I mean, it's crazy what's going on, Jimmy. And, you know, I was talking earlier about risk. And, you know, is anybody in the horse racing industry uh, speaking up on behalf of moving forward, opening things up more, it being a different type of facility than than, ba- than a baseball stadium, uh, needing the people to be there? Are you guys still pursuing this with the governor? Oh, yeah, we're definitely pursuing it. We've actually put a plan in place that would cover the industry as a whole within the state of Illinois. And it may mean that we have to follow the guidelines, which kind of go phased in, start with maybe a 20 percent capacity and then try to grow from there. But if we do that, of course, it's going to require face masks. It's going to require temperature checks. It's going to require different sanitation procedures. And we're ready to put all of that in place. But when we've talked about it for Hawthorne, we don't want to make it racetrack specific. We think it really should be industry specific in the state of Illinois. So it helps everyone across the board. So we have submitted those. We're definitely working towards hopefully finding something that works for everybody very soon but we do we have a very large facility we have ways to space people out rather easily where even if you don't get your full capacity back you can get some people back and the beautiful thing mike we're racing at night during the summer you get some of those nice summer nights people can go outside and spread out very easily to watch the races and that's something that we want to bring back to hawthorne because really nothing beats being at the races live yes you get to watch them online and make the wagers but really seeing that action right in front of your eyes is one of the coolest things all right, Jimmy, before we get to your picks for this week, what, what is Tis the Law doing right now? Tis the Law is just chilling, just hanging out. Here's the cool thing about yeah, Tis the Law. He's traveling now. He's traveling with, uh, with, the, with the entourage now, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. But Barkley Tag, the trainer, has done such an incredible job with him because he had his race schedule spaced out leading into what would have been a Kentucky Derby the first Saturday in May. So he's a horse that really can have that time off in between races. He doesn't have to race every three to four weeks. So he gets him on a really nice set schedule where a race gets done, has a couple of weeks off to recover. Then you ease your way back in for training. But the good thing is, He's got those points to be in the Derby. He doesn't have to rush to try to hit any of these big races coming up. He may just lead right into the Kentucky Derby in September. He's going to be the favorite, but the main thing is just keep him healthy. And and really, he's the one horse right now who off a layoff isn't going to be any type of a problem at all. And we we still expect, Jim, even though we're still, what, two months away from the Kentucky Derby, if not longer, uh, we still expect around 20 horses, or could there be more than that? Here's the thing. 20 horses is going to be the max for the Kentucky Derby. And really, there is always that appeal to being in the starting gate, to winning the Kentucky Derby. The thing that's going to be interesting, guys, is everybody points for that race the first Saturday in May. Now, when you're getting to the first Saturday in September, the question is, how many of these top three-year-olds are still left? Because there's been a lot of other options throughout the course of the year. There's some horses that have already had injury problems. There's some horses that have already retired. So if you get a field of 20 guys, I don't think the quality is going to be there as much. But the appeal of the Kentucky Derby probably is the reason that will fill that starting is gate. It, is it real real quick before we go to the pitch? Yeah. Is it like if a, if a horse is a birthday? And it turns four. Good question. Is it, is, it, does he, is he not eligible or is it racing season? No, well, the one thing good for horse racing is January 1st is a universal birthday for everybody. So they get all year this year for their three-year-old campaign. Yep. Secretary had the same birthday as everybody else? <laughs> everybody for horse racing, the way they treat it for ages... It's really interesting. January Buck 1st Passer becomes that birthday. Buck birthday party. Buck Passer. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You, and, and, and the thing that's funny, Mike, is just in recent years, they've actually started listening to the, the dates that the horses have been oh. foaled in the program. Because you see horses that are a February full. You see horses that are a May full. Yeah. And they definitely develop differently. But, yeah, 
universally in the horse racing business, when they have breeding operations going, they want those horses to be born that last week of January, first week of February, so they can have all that time to develop. Because come January 1, that's their birthday for everyone. All right, Jim, make some people some money this weekend. All right, here we go. We're going to start out at Keeneland, one of those Kentucky Derby preps that's taking place this weekend. This was a race that originally would have been in the spring, but they didn't have a Keeneland meet in the spring. So the Bluegrass Stakes, race nine at Keeneland tomorrow. It's going to be the eight horse, Basin. Bet this horse across the board, eight to one in the morning line. Finished second in the Arkansas Derby, so has Derby points. But this is a horse that should be able to rate close and be a factor the entire way. And then we're going to the home track, Hawthorne Racetrack, race seven on Saturday. Five-horse Pine Dream, just bet this horse to win, gets a great post draw, should be able to handle that company. And then in race number nine, bet the eight-horse, Heidi High across the board, 12 to 1 in the morning line, just finished second at this level in their last out. And this is a horse that really loves that Hawthorne track. Jimmy, thanks. I'll see you in a couple weeks. See it, Jimmy. Right, you got it, boys. The battle in Arlington Heights. That's right. And you love Heidi High. <laughs> Heidi High. <laughs> All right, guys. Talk to you soon, Jim. See you, guys. Wait uh, a minute. This, this universal birthday thing threw me for a loop. Yeah, I can tell. You You not seem happy about that, Secretariat has the same birthday as, as everybody, every horse. So I, it's really basically seasons yeah. and timing. That's yep. wild. All right, so if we go from Jim Miller, let's get to some Jimmy. baseball, Mike, as uh, summer camps yeah. are, have been open for over a week now. Uh, I look here at, at uh, our teams, the Cubs and the White Sox. Oh, Cubs God. right now, Mike, if you want to bet the over on a 60-game season for the Cubs, 32 wins, it's minus 110. Would you go over or under min- 32 wins for the Cubs this year? Now well, that, they, Especially with Quintana being out, too. Well, they played one, they've played one game, intra-squad game, Rizzo sat out one of them because he had a bad back. Uh, Darvish uh, put a scare into everybody yesterday, uh, thinking that he was hurt, but it was only a fingernail. I, I'm going to go with the under with the Cubs, even though they're the favorite in that division. I'm going to go the under with the Cubs. I saw on Twitter Rizzo sitting in the stands. Looks like it's a really tough camp being run by David <laughs> Ross. So I'm going to go the under. I think it's going to be... You know, going through the motions right now with the Chicago Cubs. And they're putting in a new system. We'll see what happens. You're listening to the Odds Couple presented by PropSwap. And we are going through some Major League Baseball odds right now. Mike, you you just mentioned the Cubs. Let's go to the other side of town, the White Sox, who are everyone's darling. I I mean, listen, I hope they do have a great season. Uh, 32.5 wins right now is their over-under. And that's if you go with the over, it's it's, uh, minus 115. Wow. I mean, I think that I still think the Sox have some question marks. That, you know, I know Absolutely. they have a ton of young talent, but what would you do if if you're a, if you're a gambling man, Mike? What are you doing on the Sox? I, you know what? If they had another dependable pitcher, I would maybe think that they're going to get 32. Like I said to Carmen Randy last week, I said, "Hey, you know what? Are they going to outslug everybody 14 to 10?" I mean, Giolito seems to be the real deal for one year. We'll see what happens there. A Kopic already has uh, some sort of issues going on. You got other guys that uh, you know we've been waiting for. Lopez, Rondon, forget about it. I don't see this team winning 32. But you did say they're the, they are. They are the darlings for some reason, yep. and yet I see, hear some people still say they're rebuilding, which is ridiculous. While Renteria says they're ready to go, I would take the under on both Chicago teams. Worst I think he goes one and one. Right. Okay. All right. So let's get a couple more odds here in Major League Baseball season. Yeah, baby. Mike Trout, who has been in the news because people are speculating whether or not he's even going to play this year. Uh-huh. You can get Mike Trout at plus 160 to win the AL MVP. Uh, is, is that a good bet, Mike? I don't, I'm not going to ride with them this year. 
I think because I, I, I know he'll put up stats. I just think it's going to be somebody else in the shortened season for some reason. I'm trying to figure out who it would be, though. I think Mike Trout is great for two reasons. He's Mike Trout. And really, who's pushing him? Who's pu- who's behind him? Judge? I mean, Giancarlo? Stanton? Am I missing somebody? Right? No, yeah, you're right. But who's here's, behind him? Right. Here, I think minus 160. It's actually I, plus 160. I mean, plus 160, I mean, it's easy to put 100 down on him. Right. And it's also easy to cry when, when he doesn't win it this year in the shortened season. Right. You know, and, and the crazy thing about betting MVP, Mike, is that... It's a opinion. Right. And it's it's so tough because 60 games, like, say Mike yes. Trout gets, starts off in a, in a slump, he's out of it almost, right? Albert I mean, Bell would have hit 125. Yes, because he always started off slow. He'd get going, like, in July and end up going, like, Babe Ruthian on everybody for three months and get 49 homers. It was, it was unbelievable to watch. I mean, how he changed overnight from, from the early months to, to the late. So you're right. I mean... If something tells me uh, that whoever set those lines knows something we don't know, maybe Trout's not fully invested, but he seems to be a guy that I don't know who's going to push him. Who's behind him? Uh, uh, well, here's a guy. I, I want to give you one quick guy that I like at 19-1. to 1. He's a young player on the Boston Red Sox. Just assuming the Red Sox are competing this year. Rafael Devers is 19-1. to 1. And he can absolutely smoke the ball. He's had uh, two good years at the Red Sox, I think. Yeah, and you'd ask, why isn't he 30 to 1? Yeah. I like, you know what, because you read odds. I could tell, Randy. Mm-hmm. You look yep. at odds more yep. than the individual player. Uh, or, 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 you know, I like Acuna on, 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 as MVP of the National yep. League. Yep. Uh, but that Dever, that's an interest playing in a ballpark that suited for him, too. All right, real quickly before we go, Mike, the Cubs plus 105 to make the playoffs, the Sox plus 125. You like either one of those those two? I'll take, I'll take the Cubs. I think the Sox fall short. Okay, and one more. Phillies, 2-1 to one to make the playoffs. Now, last year they were a big disappointment. Bryce Hubbard did not have the great yeah. season. But here's that thing I was talking about again. His first year with a huge contract sometimes – Players, oh, right. they, they they try too hard. They press. Do you think the Phillies are a good bet this year to make the playoffs? No. I think Bryce Harper is overpaid. I think what you see is what you get with him. He'll always be, for some reason, he overswings a lot, but he, he doesn't know whether he wants to be a doubles and singles hitter or he wants to go for the dingers. I think he likes the dingers. If he would cut on the swing a little bit, I'd like him more. I'm going to go. It's not going to happen for the Phillies. Okay. All right, Mike, this has been a blast. Love you, baby. I want to thank you for letting me uh, fill in for the great Carmen DeFalco. Uh, Everyone have a great gambling weekend. Hopefully you guys are all winners. Mike, it's been a pleasure, and Carmen will be back next week. You've been listening to The Odds Couple on ESPN 1000. This is The Odds Couple on ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports.